Welcome to Sports, 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 the essential service of sports and culture. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations. With me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, so is living in his fantasy land, Rowdy. (laughs) Just living the dream, man. This is great. (laughs) And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop Gentleman. Episode 135. How are we? Dude, do you think I caused this? Do you think I that, do? I was, yes, I do. Do you think I, think, I spoke this into existence? Because we've yes. had multiple conversations about a world with no sports. You were not specific enough. You said yeah. world without sports, so that's what was given to you. But you didn't say how. It, it's say, it, it's like that. It's like that book, The Secret. I just put it out into the universe, and obviously, the universe enjoys listening to me. Do do they? Hey, look, dude, if you got something figured out, I got a list of requests I'm sending your way. Yeah, shoot them shoot over. Power, some kind of powers. Yeah, it's some sort of, what is that, law of attraction you've got? Uh, I mean, you have the beard of an authority. It's the magical beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have the law of attraction. You have the beard of authority. You might have the powers of Grayskull, for all I know. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, I'm pretty sure you caused this. I mean, looking back, there was sports up until we started this podcast. And post us uh, starting this podcast, there's been no sports. Yeah, statistically, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's right. It is statistically <laughs> relevant. That is correct. Uh, well, how are we doing otherwise uh, in this whole quarantine world? I mean, what we're about thinking, the same. What what have you seen? What's out there? What have you seen? Anything? Oh, there was a huge car wreck outside my house on Easter Sunday morning. Yeah, please describe an A-Town car wreck. Okay, (laughs) here we go. So, you know, I'm just sitting on the couch having some coffee. Uh Um, So it's what, like 1 p.m.? Probably like 12, 15. Um, (laughs) You know, saying he is risen, he is risen indeed to myself, back to myself. And... um, just you know car wrecks when you're not expecting they're louder than hell i mean it's just this god-awful sound and squealing tires and two big big crash sounds and so i get up from the couch to look out the window and there's a car completely spun i live on like a four-way stop so there's a car completely spun around and then a car with its whole front end smashed in just rolling very slowly across the intersection and this older woman gets out of the passenger side just screaming and she starts stumbling around and falls on the ground and starts which, yelling which which car the rolling she gets out of the rolling car she gets out no, of the No this is the car that got T-boned so it was a T-bone accident Oh okay. so the car that got T-boned uh, passenger door or driver's door and everything smashed in she gets out the passenger side, starts screaming, falls down on the ground, rolling around screaming, and then she starts, I can un- start to understand her saying, the baby, the baby, there's a baby in there. And I think, oh, God. So I get my phone. Well, by that time, there are like six people running out of their houses with their phones. And two are fire trucks. Are they no, all, they're all just to take pictures? They're all just on the horn. I didn't notice anybody recording right off the bat. So two, no, three fire trucks, two ambulances, probably six to eight cop cars, um, and two wreckers. 
come. Of course, I'm not going outside. Half the neighborhood's out. Everybody, all the Again, firefighters, all the ambulance people, all of the cops, there's one mask out of like 40 <laughs> municipal workers, plus all the townies that are outside. So I'm thinking there is no way I'm going out there. So I just stand. I'm drinking hot tang at this point. I switched up my refreshments. <laughs> and uh, I'm just standing outside or standing in my window looking outside. And, of course, you know, the firefighters pull up the gall and block my view with their trucks. So I had to switch to a different window in my house. And uh, the next thing I know, the woman that was screaming on the ground comes out from behind the fire truck, still screaming, but with her shirt off, holding her shirt. And what? Then, and then videoing everything, like holding her phone up, videoing everything. Why did she have her shirt off? I have no idea. Maybe it's one of those shock things. You know how they say sometimes people have car wrecks and they like get out and sit on the ground and take their shoes this, off? This is the woman that stumbled out of the T-bone this is, car? This is the woman that stumbled out and fell over screaming. <laughs> so she's got her shirt off at this point. Just, and like I'm saying to myself, like, what the hell? This did not phase any of the emergency workers at all. She's like up in their grill video. They got the jaws of life out to get her husband out. She's videoing that. They put him what? on a stretcher, took the baby, put it in the ambulance, drove away. The kid that T-boned him spent about 25 minutes with his hands on his head, looking like he was about to throw up. So I don't know. Exa- That's how I deduced that he hit them simply by his reaction. Boy. And uh, it was, it was uh, quite eventful. It was a quite eventful Easter. Very A town. Very. Uh, is that? Yeah. Is that? That's an intersection, but that's not a four way stop, right? Well, you're right. It's not a four way stop. It's a flashing yellow and a flashing red. Okay. I couldn't yeah. remember if they changed that or not. Yeah. So, which direction do you, was the kid? So, heading? this is what I'm figuring. So, was he the, supposed to have stopped? The T bone car, the car that did the hitting, that was rolling slowly, was rolling from south to north. That doesn't mean anything to most people listening. And then, well, I'm getting to it. But the car that got <laughs> T-boned was also facing with its rear into the south, front into the north. But it had spun around, which I could deduce by the sounds of squealing tires before I actually had visual visual confirmation of what happened. <laughs> so what okay. I'm thinking is they were crossing Eighth Street, or no, the kid was crossing Eighth Street and blasted them. Uh, in the driver's side and spun them around to face the opposite direction they were going. Wow. Well, that's a good way to get get the day started, I suppose. Then the next morning, there was another wreck (laughs) at the same spot. Because the temporary stop sign they put up because the screaming lady's car knocked the other one over. That's what stopped them. Uh, It blew over in those high, uh, high winds we had. And so two other cars crashed each other. I'm guessing he ran the stop sign. And I, by the time I stand up and figure out what's going on, they're both speeding away at high speeds. Now that is an A-town wreck. <laughs> you got insurance? Nah, me neither. Let's go. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, that's definitely, I learned two things from that story. One, well, three things. One, uh, Anderson uh, emergency response people are ill-prepared for the pandemic. That's correct. Too. What an A-town wreck should look like, which is yes. after after a brief assessment of things, there should be <laughs> no vehicles left. Right. And, and three, 
listening to somebody describe a wreck is one tick better than listening to somebody describe a dream they had. <laughs> I thought you were going to compliment my invest- investigative skills just by, the, just by the crime scene facts. That's great. <laughs> How I could reconstruct an accident. Well, <laughs> were you were you called upon to you to utilize these skills at all? No, this? no, no, of course not. Of course not. No, they, didn't, they didn't knock on my door and ask me what happened. Yeah. This was his beautiful mind moment, and yeah. it's just going to waste. I replayed it all in my mind. I saw exactly what happened. Yes. Went into your mind palace. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. This is definitely a sports podcast, obviously. Things are getting a little thin around here. We're trying to recreate wrecks that happened on Easter Sunday. (laughs) While you're here, if you find it in your heart to go ahead and subscribe, please do so. Uh, And tell tell a friend about this show uh, if you need a little bit of a a respite from the uh, craziness that's going on around you. So... Rowdy, yo! How about some sports? How about it? Hey guys, uh, did you see that pro wrestling is an essential business just like us? I, I did see that. <laughs> Podcasting, <laughs> Podcasting and uh, and pro wrestling. wrestling are now essential, according to uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron. He signed a, an agreement. Uh, this is Florida. Florida on Thursday. Yep. Uh, to I say that I'm shocked by that. To include essential services, uh, those employees, this is a quote, employees at a professional sports and media production with a national audience, including any athletes, entertainers, production team, executive team, media team, and any other necessary to facilitate, including services supporting such production, only if the location is close to the general public. So he did everything he needed to do to explain pro wrestling without actually saying pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Like that should be, uh, that should, I would put that on a t-shirt in the WWE font. And yes. <laughs> now initially they weren't, they weren't designated essential, but then uh the post WrestleMania company had some had some conversations with DeSantis, uh, who CEOs Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon is part of Trump's cabinet. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that didn't have anything to do with it. Um, and Vince McMahon is also the owner of the XFL, who's had some some troubles of their own. Recently. Yeah. So uh, that could have something to do with it as well. Maybe he's feeling a bit of the pinch the rest of us are feeling. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That can't be. Does that, does that sound right? Yeah. I did see that they, even though they have been deemed an essential business, they did have to lay off a couple of wrestlers. So uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are both, uh, have both been let go. Boy, you got to uh, feel great about that. Yeah. Were they, were they let go or were they furloughed? Because I had read they were furloughed. But yeah, uh, they made yeah. them furloughed, yeah. They tapped out. Yeah, her angle was one yeah. of them. Uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer, former uh, NCAA Division One wrestling champion as well. I believe mm. uh, he's Good also wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you guys think of this? So, they can have it, but can they have fans there? No fans. No fans. Okay, so they're just going to be. I wonder if they're going to pipe in uh, crowd noise. I don't. So they they this is like a Colts I mean, game. 
<laughs> I, uh, I see what you did there. That was a, that was a deep hole, friend. Uh, I am not. None of us are wrestling fans. Is that fair to say? Yes. So so. Uh, I, 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 feel, all... I feel like I feel like I, <laughs> I knew I could, this was coming. I could get into it potentially. <laughs> I would say that I would say uh, of any sport, I would say the potential's there. Wow. You're calling not, this a sport? Yeah. It's got a referee. I mean, they're definitely athletes, but I don't know if this is a sport. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's a competition. It's a, it, well, it's a, I would say, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's scripted, but it's a it, requires, it requires athleticism. Sure. What do you call that? A performance I mean, I guess, job. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A job. You get a check, you perform. <laughs> an essential yeah. business. Yeah. I call it an essential so business. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you live in Florida, you do, for sure. Uh, I just, I, I don't quite get, well, I do, I do get it, how this all came about. I mean, did Trump help DeSantis get uh, the governorship? He's buds. Yes. yes. Uh, McMahon's buds. Uh, they sell all. lots of oranges in Florida. Orange is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Orange the color. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I yeah I'm not I'm not a fan of wrestling. So I'm I'm probably feeling a little like rowdy in this where I'm a little out of my out of my depth here. But I think didn't WrestleMania just happen? Uh, they put, yes. They, well, they moved it from Tampa to yeah. Orlando. <laughs> Tampa said we don't want anything to do with this. So. I mean, if there's if there's any sort of litmus test to how bad things are when Tampa's right. turning you down, right? <laughs> take a step back and reevaluate where you're at. That's uh, a good point. But I, if they did that, I, I don't know how they were able to perform. Uh, it was March 25th and 26th, how they were able to perform that. But then when did this, like, stay-at-home order... Well, so and WrestleMania 36 did not have a live audience. Right, right. So it was, if you watch footage of it, it's very strange because these guys are doing their theatrics in front of no one. It's kind no of awesome. One. How's it awesome? I didn't get to, I thought it just looked weird. Did you watch uh, it? Yeah, their I mean, moves it, are awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, it, it's like watching weird theater more than like a sporting <laughs> event. Like yeah. it feels, it That's feels like I, yeah, it feels like avant-garde theater, uh, which I think is kind of interesting. But yeah, yeah. well, but uh, speaking of uh, Vince McMahon, as you mentioned, uh, should we just jump right into XFL? Sure, sure. Which is definitely done. Maybe, maybe, yes. but yes, but yes, but definitely. Yeah, yeah. They've, <laughs> sus- they've suspended operations, and according to one. Uh, insider, someone who was on the call with from Bill Polian, who's the I believe the commissioner of the league. He all but said the league is folding and they have no intention to, to start in 2021. Oh, so they got wow. through. They had a 10 game season and they got through five games before they shut down. Uh, not because they weren't doing well. They were actually drawing pretty good crowds. They had they were averaging 15,000 per game. Uh, they had good attendance and and some of their stadiums really good attendance which is you know similar to league like mls that has 30 some thousand that come in seattle and ten thousand that come in come to a game in columbus so you know it's kind of all over this all over the the spectrum there but 
for the most part, they were getting people in seats. Uh, it was an enjoyable product. Uh, it was no AAF, but you know what can, what can be. Um, and they had uh, money in the bank from people who bought season tickets for both 2020 and 2021. So, yeah. Well, they and they returned all that money. They returned all the 2021 down payments for season tickets. And then, and then fired all of their employees. So it looks like, by all indications, they have no intention of returning. So um, Andrew Klein, who is an investment banker, uh, I guess involved with the XFL, he has talked about the possibility of the XFL coexisting with the NFL if the NFL actually buys the XFL and turns it into a development league like uh, um, like the G League. Um, yeah, minor league. Yeah. Um, so that could be interesting potentially. Um, al- although, like, weren't a lot of the big XFL stars, like, f- old NFL players? No, they were usually, um, like, backups. Um, they had quite a few practice squad guys and then just guys fresh out of college out that of were college. drafted. Yeah, that were drafted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, I mean, looking at this, it also appears that going and, and ties into our last conversation about uh, wrestling being essential, at least for the McMahon family. Uh, Vince McMahon's current worth is around $1.9 billion, according to Forbes, which is down a bill from 2019. So he, he's lost a billion dollars. I don't know where he put the billion dollars. I don't know if he lost it or if he... Uh, put it on an island. Put it on an island somewhere, yeah. But he's been funding the XFL basically out of pocket. So, wow. wow. You know, he could have... They could have kept going because he, if he was willing to fund it. Uh, but I think between that and apparently there was some WWE changes at the top uh, for some of their executives that it, it, there wasn't a lot of hope. So they just shut it down, which is fine. I, I watched probably two hours of it. And that's like about said, me. Yeah. It was enjoyable. I wasn't like, this is bad football. Uh, I just didn't see my, especially cause there was no team around here. I didn't see myself watching the league. Yeah. Um, well, the problem longer. with some of those leagues, I felt the same way about uh, the, uh, what's the other league? AAF. AAF. Is that once pro ball and college ball's over, I'm ready for a little time off of football. You're ready for roto. You're ready for baseball. Well, I'm ready for some basketball more, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to change it up. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, Especially I think that- when the AAF was an inferior product. Yeah, it did start to feel that way. And they had, both of them came in with, uh, because they were new, they had the opportunity to try some new things, to innovate, hashtag innovate. And uh, the AAF tried to do that with technology. And I think what the XFL tried to do is with the rules. And they also did it with media. You know, doing the sidelines, the sideline reporting when you were actually talking to coaches and players in game yeah during the game you could go up and say what just happened on that interception to the quarterback 
you know, that's huge. And it was entertaining um, because you were catching them in that raw moment. So the XFL did something right. They weren't just like trying to spend money on uh, betting platforms. They were trying to innovate by the product on the field. So I, I think if they would have been able to last a little longer, we could have seen some of those bleed over into the NFL. But with them shutting down, I don't think there's there will be like no impact to the NFL to that product. And I don't see them doing the the feeder league because you can already have uh, you can already have a, a practice squad. So I don't know that they need you know an additional fifty players right ready to get called up. Seems like a large investment relative to what they already have, and seems to work for them. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So. Everybody got laid off, but a few choice executives, no surprise there, you know, cut out the legs and the head lives. Uh, and P.J. Walker did join the Carolina Panthers, so he was the standout quarterback. Uh, but for the most part, nobody else got signed. <laughs> wow. So, did it work? Hmm. In, in other football news, uh, let's let's jump over to the NFL season that is not going to happen. No, um, they are – uh, breaking news they are talking about a shortened season right now yeah, according to report really? people are telling me i'm hearing oh. ain't, gonna, ain't gonna happen yep. ain't gonna happen mm-hmm. um but in preparation for that season that ain't gonna happen uh we got some more logo news uh the la chargers uh have revamped their logo uh y'all see this yeah I did. yeah it's a it's a swoosh it's still a swoosh <laughs> They dropped the, they blue. they dropped the navy blue from the swoosh and I will say it's a it's a better design lightning swoosh. Absolutely. They were they were treading on uh Dallas Cowboys territory with so many different blues. Yeah. So, it was uh, uh it was janky in the in the shape of the the old lightning bolt was pretty janky. So I think it's uh it it Oh, it's the, a different the, shape now? Yeah, uh it 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 was uh um I don't know. I, I I don't know how to describe it other than saying it was it was awkwardly put together before. Um, I just sent y'all a link, which, which people listening to this won't be able to see. But yeah, that's important. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I did watch their their reveal video from Instagram, and they've got some fun. You know, they've shifted oh, to this powder blue. They've got their sunshine gold. Uh, they've got a fun like alternate logo, which is a um, the smiley face with the tongue sticking out with the lightning bolts for eyes. Uh, that that's that's kind of fun. That is not true. That's not real. That is that <laughs> is totally real. Um, no. uh, I I can I can send you that link too, uh, boys. Please do. Um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, I I think that like. Do I love the the swoosh? No, but I will say they improved it, and you know they were just building on what they what they already had. And I think the secondary stuff that they've got going on is is pretty fun. Like when you see it in motion, and when you see kind of the um, the different type treatments and things like the smiley face and all that. Like they're they're kind of taking a, um, I would say a a sort of non football approach, which is which is kind of cool. How are they not taking a non-football approach? I mean, it, it feels what it feels like to me is very uh, 
very like mid nineties. Um, well, like, I'm, I mean, the smiley face looks like, uh, the it is. I just saw it. It said yeah, bolt the, up. Yeah, the bolt up sign. Like they're using. It's like Pearl Jam and Nirvana references. Um, I think that's what I'm seeing. But and even even the way that with that the smiley face, I kind of see it with their Nirvana mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and the whole way that 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 intro video is cut together, like it feels very like very mid '90s, using the old archival footage and stuff. So I don't know. Like I, I think they've got some fun stuff uh, going on there. I mean, that's not like an official logo, is it? What? It's like the bucking bronco thing the Colts have, or the bucking colt with the helmet flying off. Yeah, you're talking the about the, sm- the smiley face thing? Yeah. It's yeah, the, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not official, but it, it's a sec- Yeah, it'd be a secondary, secondary logo or um, tertiary, I guess. I have a conspiracy look, theory look, look about on this. Picture. Okay, what's your okay. conspiracy theory? Well... The one we kind of already talked about, that this is obviously a money grab because they're not selling tickets, so they're trying to make up some of that revenue through new merch. Mm. Not to mention that, what do you oh, think, yeah. Snoop, Nike is out next year or the year before, or this year? No, Nike, start, Nike started their contract in 2012, and they renewed for 2020. But every five years, the NFL only allows you to change your jersey every five years. Oh, I see. So, so everybody's coming up on their five years. I well, change, change their logo. You can change your jersey from your like your your yeah your jersey and everything, but not your colors and not your logos. So every five years they want to do that. They refresh them. Well, that makes sense, I guess. It's still a huge money grab, which oh, it would for sure always is. be. It's just more timely now because they're probably not going to be making any uh, TV or ticket revenue, concession revenue. But I think specifically with the Colts and the Chargers that this is a way to um, kind of symbolize that they're moving on to a new era and not to get the eras confused. So the Chargers change their logo as soon as Phillip Rivers leaves after, what, Mm -hmm. 16 years in Mm -hmm. San Diego slash L.A. Mm -hmm. And the Colts are changing theirs as soon as they get one of their arch enemies phil rivers to be their captain so now we're delineating between the uh peyton manning andrew luck era and the future phil rivers era yeah huh, so i think that at least explains it for the colts and the um chargers la is just a new place and their logos super yeah, they're, sucks they're getting but, that sofi stadium right. so everybody's right. moving in there so they're, and then what was the last team to change something? The Browns, which I Browns, could not, I could not tell the difference. The Browns changed their uh, their uniforms to go back to the last time they uh, they won anything, which was like the fifties. So it's just it it's like a it just looks like a classic Browns. Yeah, it's actually I, went back to the Jim Brown era where they had looked super recognizably different to me. Wider stripes on their helmets. Uh, they went stripes down the pants, stripes on the shoulders. So they didn't have last year. They had brown. I think they had brown. Yeah, they had written, uh, for several years. They had browns on the pants, like the word. Now there's no writing whatsoever on any of their. Okay. On any of their uniform. I always except thought the they Nike, had classy uniforms. Honestly. Except for the Nike swoosh, of course. The swoosh is there. Yeah. Just like Penn State. Yeah. 
What do you think of the Rowdy? What do you think of the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts' new new? Yeah, so I was just looking at that. So first of all, they've they've got uh, they've got a couple changes. So one is the word mark. So we've gone from the kind of stretched vertically. I would say like wild West almost Western. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that, you know, old West type that says Colts. So it's changed to a, um, it's changed to kind of just a, uh, a squared off. Uh, the technical term is a slab serif where you got the big blocky things hanging off the ends. Um, it's eh, like terrible. It's, it's, it's not, I, I don't love it. I think that the old one actually had a lot more personality um, like this one feels more modern. It feels like what a sports team would have, um, as, as their, as their word mark. But, um, yeah, like I, I think, you know, I don't see them completely retiring the old one. Um, like I'm sure that'll still end up on some merch, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's new. Um, the, uh, this, the secondary logo that they added is, oh, is not great. It, I read texted it to me the other day. I told him it just looks like a broken graham cracker. And apparently they stole this from uh, cathedral high school, Cathedral high school football <laughs> coach. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. So the cathedral, the cathedral football coach actually de- designed the logo uh, for cathedral in 2016, which if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's literally just a slab serif C. Uh, with the shape of Indiana cut into the center of the sea. So the, the, with the horseshoe holes with the nail holes. Yeah. So the, 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 the Ohio river part of Indiana kind of sticks down into the bottom part of the sea. Um, And so cathedral did that exact same thing. um, And now the, the Colts one, uh, does does the same thing. The For those of you that, that don't know, Cathedral is a big Catholic high school with a big football program in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And and they actually uh, practiced at the Colts facility, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, I'm sure. I mean, they've been in the state tournament yeah. for yeah. multiple years, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were at uh, the state tournament, like the um, football tournament I'm the year that sure. they – so the the coach was uh, Jerry Kubzik, and he's actually a, a coach in Wisconsin now. You say uh, you pronounce that Kubzik? Kubzik. That's how it's pronounced. Kubusk. I'd say how do you spell it. Kubuski. K U B U S K E. I don't see an E on, on the story I'm reading. Uh, yeah, it's K U B U S K E. Kabusk. Kabuski. Kabuki. All right. Good radio, guys. Uh, <laughs> Kabusk. How's that? Kabusk? Kabusk. We'll say Kabusk. Well, uh, this logo is a Kabusk, if you ask me. Yeah, it surely <laughs> is. I think that the broken graham cracker is the best way to describe it. It is. It, yeah. It's really... It makes exactly. me crave something sweet. You know, I, so fun story about me and graham crackers. Yeah, I said it. Uh, I used to think that graham crackers were only like... a a child's cracker and uh i haven't had a graham cracker in a really long time and i was hungry the other night and we had some um up in the the cabinet so i had one and i forgot they are delicious they're not oh, yeah they call them a cracker though i mean it's a pretty loose definition of what a cracker is though right because we're like we're bordering on cookie like a light cookie no, but they're perforated like a cracker 
Is that a distinguish like is that a distinguishing feature of a cracker? Uh, you name me a cookie with the perforation. I don't know. Well, the the uh, the one the Milano cookies kind of have an outline, right? Pinafores, they kind of have an outline. <laughs> Not all crackers are perforated, though. Ritz aren't perforated. They got holes in them. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> but those aren't perforations. And plus, there's only one graham cracker, and it's the cinnamon sugar one. Oh, yeah, I haven't had that one in a while. Oh, it's, dude, it's those are so like good. There's always yeah. like an afternoon treat at daycare. And, yeah, like uh, a snack. Yeah, and I never thought of it as like, oh, this is a food that adults can eat. And you never been... put any like cheese whiz on there or. Oh, oh my gosh. What? Oh. You know, graham crackers? <laughs> Do you is know that, what a talking is? about like a cracker? Is that an <laughs> Alabama thing? Give them, give them a cracker treatment. <laughs> some sliced cucumber, some cream cheese. I thought the, I thought the, the cracker treatment was uh, drink too much and then eat them on the floor of your kitchen when you find them in the cabinet. Well, that's your treatment for yeah, sure. That's how you treat the cracker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've never to... seen so many crackers outside of Rowdy's house, man. Dude, stuffed up. So back to these back to these Colts logos. We're all, we're all in agreement. They're bad and they're, they're kind terrible. of generic. Like they. Yeah. So is this slab serif kind of thing the same thing that the Chargers did and the Rams did? I mean, it's all the same. Yeah, like, they're all using old. they're all using different variations of like a slab. Like, I mean, that's what we use on our podcast. It's just a sports thing. Like, um, I don't know why that is, but yeah. Um, but they went from yeah, like they the Colts went from sort of that classic Wild West look to just the sort of generic rectangular rectangular slab serif that a lot of a lot of other teams use so yeah it feels very i don't know not not too special um and i hate i hated the uh old wild west logo the word mark when we had it yeah now i miss now you miss it yeah Yeah. Yeah. i'm I'm with you this wasn't any better we thought the colts logo and unis were so lame and now i wish they would go back (laughs) <laughs> well, while, while I don't love the the Chargers update, like just on it, you know, as it stands, just kind of on its own, I do think that what kind of stinks about the Colts is like the Chargers are at least having fun with it. Like they've got like it's all the stuff that kind of is swirling around it that, like you know, they're 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 doing some cool stuff and and having fun with it. And the Colts, yeah. where the Chargers put out kind of a fun like thirty second video that just shows like, hey, here's all <laughs> here's all the cool ways this can be used. The Colts put out like a two minute and ten minute or two two minute and ten second video that is just slow. Well, they tweeted out like the boring. portfolio from the designer or whatever yeah. you call that. Like they yeah. they. Tweeted the out the four don't. pages of the color codes and yeah, you know oh, yeah, yeah every, every well like why would you want to watch a, a fun energetic uh, hype video when you could look at brand guidelines? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when it's, you can get the when you can get you know the CM, CMYK uh, numbers, so you know when you're ripping off their logo, you know exactly how to do it. Well, now you guys, you guys are talking my language. You're talking about the difference between watching the show and reading the wiki page. Oh man! Like, well, if we're gonna 
Yeah, let's talk Pantone, shall we? I, I've, I've had to, I've had to design multiple brand guidelines, and every time I'm just like, no one is going to look at this. No one cares. Like no one You're cares for the wrong company, Rowdy. Your work could have been tweeted out to millions. Man, I've only looked at brand guidelines for colleges. This yeah. now this is getting too close to to work talk. So all right, you guys, so you guys want to switch to Jose? Jose. Jose. Yeah, what's he up to? Okay, so um, on happy, happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, Dominating Twitter. <laughs> so on Easter Sunday, Jose tweeted out, "Happy Easter to everyone except Alex Rodriguez." Which, uh, <laughs> if, if, you, if you don't recall, the funny thing is, this is almost a year to the uh, a, 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 a year to the day of when this all happened. Uh, originally uh so last april was uh he he was tweeting stuff about um how apparently allegedly people are saying canseco uh jose canseco believes that a-rod cheated on j-lo with jose's (laughs) with jose's ex-wife jessica (laughs) Um, was she the one that did the sports illustrated body issue I'm not sure. So he was he was married to her from he was married to her from 1996 to 1999. Um, oh, so they would have been so they would have been teammates in Texas. Yes. Mm. Oh, A little needle sharing. Okay. But yeah, yeah so it was like last mo- last March, April, like that was when uh, that was when all this was going on. Uh, so then. So Jose this year has his Easter Sunday tweet to yeah happy happy Easter to everyone except for Alex Rodriguez and then the next uh, actually later that day he he tweeted J Lo and said directly at J Lo I have something to show you for your eyes only you will not regret seeing it contact, I know what it is contact Morgan at seven zero two three seven four three seven three five. Uh, and then he followed up the next day. Jennifer Lopez, I have something to show you for your eyes only. You will not regret it. Please contact Morgan. <laughs> Morgan's phone's got to be blowing up. I mean, I have Morgan's phone. I've texted with Morgan. Yeah, you've talked to Morgan. Uh, so yeah, we've 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 yeah we've been in touch. Now he's just putting her on blast to the entire <laughs> world. Uh, <laughs> No, but, if, you go, if you go to his Twitter on the top, it says, for appearances, please call Morgan. <laughs> 702-374-3735. I it's hope she nice. shuts her phone off at night. And for those of you who don't, who don't know, uh, we, we texted Morgan back when Jose was offering a chance to hang out in his RV to hunt aliens and big, big feet uh, in the Wild West. Uh, so I had a kind of pretty lengthy text conversation with Morgan who we, we, you know, we're sleuths on this podcast and our hunch is that Morgan is Jose's manager slash girlfriend. girlfriend. For sure. Not without a doubt. hundred percent. You know, Jose needs to link up with Bob Lazar. The guy that's blown the lid off of Area 51. I just watched a documentary oh, yeah. from last night. Uh, they would get along very well, and they're both <laughs> in they're both in the Vegas area. Uh, so update: 
Uh, Jose Canseco was there from 94 to 96, and Alex Rodriguez was after in 2000. So oh. they were not there together. So well. kind of a kind of a disappointment. Morgan is looks considerably younger than Jose. That's for, a shocker. <laughs> just it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, though, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've seen some Jose Canseco documentaries. Uh, follow the guy on Twitter. Um, but uh, that tweet, that first tweet, it's perfect. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it is. I don't know if it was just <laughs> off the cuff or he's just like, should I do this? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Oh, I laughed so hard when I read it. Oh, Every yeah. time I hear it, I still laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh, in the world. So what do you, so what do you th- Alex Rodriguez. What do you think he's got for JLo? Do you think he's got video proof? What do you think? What do you think this could be? It's got to be video, right? Some kind of evidence. Well, why? Uh, why would he have not provided it on his uh, competing podcast, No Way Jose? Well, that is true. He is king account. whistleblower. So you think yeah. he would have just put it out there. You know, Reed, you had a, you had a comment about this I could, uh, before we went on the air, and I think you're dead on, that Jose Canseco does not like people who do not fess up. Yeah. If you, if it's like an inauthentic thing for him. You're, you're being inauthentic. If you did it, just own up to it. Right. And, and he just, when you don't fess up and he knows you did it, he cannot let it go. And I, what it, for whatever reason... <laughs> Alex Rodriguez is 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 in his crosshairs, and I love it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's great, gentlemen. We have a special treat again tonight with his seven feats of Yao. Food editor Dennis Chu joins us once again. Dennis, welcome. Thank you for having me again, guys. Happy to have you back, man. We had. Uh, a long off-air discussion about your story last week. Uh, mostly, how had we never heard these stories? <laughs> <laughs> last week was number one, where where Dennis told the story of teaching Yao Ming how to drive and all of the the uh, hilarity that ensued from there. Um, so yeah, this is this is gonna be number two. The second foot of Yao. <laughs> the story I would tell today uh, is a story about his shoes. <laughs> okay i'm ready um remember last last week i told you guys uh they practice at a tennis club a private tennis club yeah and uh, you typically after practice there's there's usually one or two kids around it's never the same kids <clears throat> but uh and the players will shoot around with each other they'll play horse they'll play you know some type of pickup game uh, with each other and, uh, and, and with the kids. So one of the things that we used to, we used to do was um, we would play horse and um, the loser will have to give the winner their shoes, which was great for me. Um, <laughs> you know, I collected shoes from, I think I, I think I beat Glenn Bryce one time. <clears throat> uh, beat Eddie I don't, yeah. I don't think that's true. Is that I true? I kid you. Well, granted, you know I'm a kid, so they probably do let me win. I mean, and plus they do they do these acrobatic shots, right? Because they're not taking it seriously. Like if you and I were playing horse, you know, you would take it more seriously. If you were I would take it. Well, to be clear, I'd be taking it very seriously, and I'd still probably lose. But 
Um, you know, when I do, <laughs> when I did lose, they wouldn't take my, it's not like they're going to take my shoes. Cause you know, they had extra pairs of shoes versus I didn't. So, uh, players, they typically, they, they sometimes play with each other as well. Yao Ming never played with, uh, with anyone else. As soon as he finds out that they're playing for shoes and he will, he will also, um, you know, he will also go out of his way before they start playing. It's like, Hey, are we playing for anything? And as soon as he finds out that they're playing for shoes, he would just walk away and go in the locker room and change. <laughs> <laughs> which was always really odd to me because so nba players right their shoes are always provided by either nike adidas or reebok or you know one of the one of the yeah. uh, um, you know shoemakers it's not like they had to pay for shoes so one day he finally told me why he never plays for shoes oh and he was one of the only people i've ever saw the nba who would wear his shoes more than once Oh, he oh, cherished. Right. He really cherished his shoes, and you know, and he had tons of my home. So one day he finally told me the story, and the story goes something like this: When he was growing up in China, just as I were, um, you know, I wasn't freakishly tall like him, so I didn't have problem finding clothes or shoes. Versus, you know, he did growing up, and uh, he his parents were never able to buy shoes for him in China. You know, growing up in the eighties. So the only shoes that he had for the entire year were uh, his dad had a friend who lived in the U.S., lived in L.A., and would go back to China and visit uh, his family on a, on, on a yearly basis. And he would bring back one pair of shoes for Yao Ming uh, every year. And that was the one pair of shoes that he had to wear for the entire year. We're talking about for school, for sports, for absolutely everything. He had one pair of shoes to wear. You know, they would get glued throughout the year, get stitched throughout the year, get duct taped throughout the year, I'm sure. But he only had one pair of shoes for to wear the entire year. Thus was hmm. the reason why he cherished shoes so much. So you were like, well, I got to play you now for your shoes. Uh, no, I did get a pair of his shoes later, which I'll tell you. <laughs> this is actually the last year I'm going to tell you guys how I ended up with a pair of his shoes. What size shoe does he wear? I, uh, I think 18. Well, that's, yeah. that's yeah. small for him, right? It, 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 well, I mean, he didn't have gigantic feet like Shaq, who were like, I think, 22. But, yeah. uh, oh, I don't have a pair. I only have one shoe from him. What kind of shoes did he wear? Uh, he was contracted with Nike. Nike? Yeah. Huh. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. So he brought it, He brought his, his uh, past experiences growing up in China with him, even after he was a NBA player, multimillionaire. That's pretty cool. So most players will get in the locker room. They'll take their shoes off. You know, they're just leaving there. Where, no, no, this guy, man. He will take his shoes off and he will pick them up and put them in his locker. I mean, don't get me wrong, the lockers don't close, but that will be the first thing he does. That was a that was more of a heartwarming story about Yao Ming. I like it, Dennis. I was. I, we I need told some, you. That, we need some heartwarming positivity these days. I, I this is this is kind of a, a seed planter for me because. Later on, when you find out how I ended up with one of his shoe, uh, it will mean a lot more. Foreshadowing, if you will. Uh, mm. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Dennis. As always, guys, stay safe. Hey, appreciate okay. it, bud. All right, see you guys. See ya. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space All right, and it's time for some quarantine cinema. Uh, since there are no real sports these days, we've just been watching sports movies that we can watch on Amazon Prime or Netflix. This week's choice was Space Jam. Space Jam. The 1996 uh, classic. The vehicle for Michael Jordan's comeback. 
it was brought to you by. I had Virgin forgotten Athletic. that that it was all kind of built around his comeback from baseball. Yeah. Uh, also, I did not realize that the portal into the Looney Tune dimension is in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh yeah. Yeah, it would have been, huh? Mm-hmm. It would have. Been. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never seen this movie. Even though we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, and I pulled a snoop, I've pulled a snoop before, and you know, read the Wikipedia and everything <laughs> instead uh, of watching it. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did cover the the sequel, Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guyton, uh, but um, but we've never talked about Space Jam, you know, a, as a whole. Uh, so I sat down and watched this uh, with my two daughters, a four year old and an eight year old, and I wanted to get their take. Uh, oh, great! Also, their first time seeing it so here we go we just watched space jam for the first time girls what did you think of the movie it was pretty good and it was pretty fun the one pie with the bunny he showed a skull he showed a skull remember what did you learn about the game of basketball there has to be five players at least in each team I would jump up and down and go up to the basket. I just drink out of the basket and because there's water in the basket, I just eat out of the basket too. Biscuits and like um, macaroni. How do you make three points in basketball? You try to shoot it through the basket. Three times. Three times? How do you make two points in basketball? You do the same thing, but with two. And do you remember the names of any of the basketball players from the movie? Not really. I'm um, a sports, too. I'm, You're a question mark? Yeah, I'm a question mark. I'm not very... <laughs> Um, like, I don't know much about sports. I'm not, like, a big nerd about basketball. What do you think the winner of a basketball game should get? Maybe a trophy or, or a medal. Or hearts. A trophy or a medal or hearts. Or maybe... Flowers. Maybe they could do a little dance afterwards, too. Together, right? Oh, they could Different go. basketball players do different different dances and so like when they win and some people don't yeah some people don't dance when they win but some do they dance with the others that don't win or the ones that they do win what would get you kicked out of a basketball game um, losing or break your leg would or a place in your leg to a robot leg. Maybe cheating too. Like first, before anybody I comes think, to the stadium, they cover I, the floor with butter I, or something. I think. Um. Wait. I did have a dream, and Ada was pushing her scooter, and I got off my. Wait. Um. That was. That was real. It wasn't a dream. That really happened. Okay. What do you think it takes to be a great basketball player? Um, like when it's minutes past day and night, um, it would be night before you even know it in the 
best kebab way if you're outside, you know. But if you're not, if you're in a basketball room, you wouldn't know that the sky is black and there wouldn't be no windows or there might. You would have to stop the game. My advice would be just to work hard and do it like every day or like one hour a day. Ada, what was your first reaction when I told you we were gonna watch a basketball movie? I was like, why in the world would you wanna watch people shooting and dribbling all like for hours? If you had to tell a friend about the movie Space Jam, what would you say to them? Uh, I'd say I would like you and like give trophies to you or like shoot like ham. <laughs> You'd give him ham? Yeah. Okay, what about you, Ada? What would you say to a friend about Space Jam if you were going to tell them about the movie? I'd say that it involves Looney Tunes, and so then they'd probably get really, because cartoons are really popular, maybe they'd come and watch it sometimes. So. After watching Space Jam, what? would you sit down and watch an actual basketball game? Uh, no. Yes. So what did you guys think about Space Jam? Well, I gotta say that your kid's wrong take. Wrong it take? Terrible. It was, no, it was not fun and it was, it was okay. a bad movie. That was the first time I'd seen it too. It well, was not well, a let, me, let me ask you this. Okay. How, how many things were you multitasking while you were watching, speed? watching Space Jam? What speed did you watch it on? Well, I can't figure out how to speed up Amazon. So, <laughs> normal speed. I just, it, uh, and I wasn't, well, I mean, I was working. It was on the side. It just, it, there's no, there's no plot. There's no point. Like, one of my biggest, there's a huge plot. My biggest problem was, uh, I, I the whole movie. That's my biggest problem. Now let's break it down. I liked it. They kept. And I'll cutting, tell you why. They what? kept cutting back to Michael Jordan's face. He had like maybe nine lines in the whole movie, but they would just cut back to his face, and then he would like do something with his eyes, and that was supposed to be that was the punchline. The, the other problem was fifty-four minutes into the movie is when they start the basketball game. I don't know. That seems really early in an hour and a half movie. 30 minutes of, of cartoons playing basketball is a lot of cartoons playing basketball. Each cartoon character has its own cartoon gags to do during the game. That's right. It was a 30-minute training montage. Yeah. It was It was not good. I liked it because it took me back to the when I used to watch Looney Tunes, and I had forgotten about all the little quirks and one-liners that they all had. Froghorn, Le Foghorn, Leghorn was awesome in this movie. Well, he's I did. He's one of my favorite characters. I got. I was surprised during the opening credits because I didn't realize Ivan Reitman was a producer. And actually, reading up on it a little bit, apparently Ivan Reitman was actually more of the director. So the guy who was technically the director almost served more as like the animation director, where. 
the movie itself was more of an Ivan Reitman movie, which Ivan Reitman directed Ghostbusters. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So, and Bill Murray, uh, he is, was good. Is is in this, and uh, I will say I about spit up my drink when he's talking to Larry Bird. So there's a scene where Larry and Michael and uh, Bill Murray are golfing. And Bill Murray's talking about, you know, trying trying out for the NBA. You know, all these players have been losing their their gaming powers uh, because of these weird alien creatures. <laughs> Not gaming powers, their skills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, basketball, game, basketball gaming. Uh, and so, Bill they Murray lost the cord with their PS4. Yeah. So Bill Murray's talking about uh, join, joining the NBA, and Michael's like no you, you like you can't play and he's like are you saying that uh are you saying that because i'm not black because i'm white and, or are you saying that because i'm white and and uh and michael's like larry's white and and then bill murray goes larry's not white larry's clear <laughs> <laughs> that that made me laugh out loud larry's gone clear he's reached the highest level yeah <laughs> uh that was that was that was pretty good and then yeah. all all the scenes of the guys of the of the different players losing their abilities um and you know getting hit in the face with basketballs and um uh, so let's walk, let's walk through who they chose here. This is 1996. So right. we got Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Okay, sure. Pat, Patrick, Patrick, Chewing. Patrick Chewing. Yep, definitely makes sense. Uh, Muggsy Bogues. Uh huh. Okay, who averaged uh, at in 1996 2.3 points per game. Yeah, Muggsy was never a superstar. Yeah, but in I would 96, say he was injured, but he was he was eight. You know, career seven points per game. But yeah. fun, fun personality, closest to being a cartoon character of any basketball player. Right. Um, Larry Johnson. Larry Grandma Johnson. Grandma Ma. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Sean Bradley. And Sean Bradley, one of the biggest busts in. Busts ever. So what yeah. they did is they picked the tallest guy and the shortest guy and then three other good players. <laughs> Two other great players and a good player. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. That's- I had to look it up because so Sean Bradley, there's a there's a uh, line where he's talking about um, he's in a mm-hmm. therapy session. He says, "I could go back to the jungle and be a missionary again." I was like, "What is he talking about?" And apparently, he's, you? A, he's a Mormon, and yeah. so he's going on his yeah. Um, yeah. The other so line, he's going go to go back to the for sure. Yeah, can, the Bill Murray. Thing. The other mm-hmm. great Bill Murray adjacent line is when Danny DeVito, who plays the main baddie, says, "Who? How did Dan Aykroyd get here?" Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Bill great Murray line. Yeah, great line. There's a lot of yeah, there's little a, good. There's a Disney one-liners. dig. There's mm-hmm. a Disney dig on it. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of labor talk. Yeah, so they're actually that is a thing that uh, secretly the artists uh, worked in a lot of hidden pro labor, pro union uh, messages. So the, um, the the building in their like Toontown or whatever where that where they all meet is Union Hall eight three nine, which is actually the uh, a reference to their animation guild, which is oh, Union, that's awesome. union Local eight three nine. Um, but yeah, basically before they even, when they were on their way there, like, uh, what was it? Porky pig came in and said, we have a union meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so it was clear that 
that was going to be a message. Daffy Duck talks a lot about how you know, how much they're getting screwed on. Uh, that character is hilarious. Daffy <laughs> Duck is hilarious. Oh yeah, talking about how much they're getting screwed on. You know, not getting royalties from all the all the merch that they're on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's just like all these little things that they that they pepper in there that apparently like even the the official writers of of Space Jam don't know how those lines got in there. Um, <laughs> they're like. We think that maybe the animators like added some of the those jokes, those like pro labor jokes in, but really, yeah. that's awesome. Um, well, it's like how all the animators uh, add in all that perverted stuff in all the Disney movies. Did you guys really like this movie? This is my do you believe I did. in this moment. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed I mean, it. It was I, a terrible movie, but I enjoyed the, the jokes, and I liked seeing all the Looney Tunes. Yeah, and I would say visually, it, for a movie made in 1996, you watch a lot of movies from 1996 that look like, just look terrible now. But I feel like it looked it looked good. I would say it's a fairly short movie. It just kind of zipped along. There's a lot of little funny one-liners, little funny references. Like I thought it was. I would say it's close to a perfect movie. They wow, <laughs> wow. They I will say they had some clever lines. I will give you that. Like the when Wayne Knight uh, of what's his name Newman of Newman fame pops in and says to uh, to Michael Jordan all of his sponsors when he goes into the oh, hotel yes. room yep. says like Wheaties get your Nikes finish your Wheaties we'll get put a big on your Hanes put yeah. on your Hanes we'll get a big back on the way that was a good joke did you notice that when Michael was laying on the bed in the motel room that he was drinking out of a McDonald's cup yes and when they started the game they focused in on his shoes and then like blatantly said nice shoes like they yeah. put a couple good uh good product oh yeah references in there i thought that was clever uh, well the whole reason this even came about was because bef- like in like 92 and 93 there were a bunch of commercials with bugs bunny facing off against michael jordan and it was like and they called bugs bunny hair jordan um not like Hitler hair, but like, uh, <laughs> like, like, like a H- rabbit. H-A-R-E, or, yeah. or yeah. just any German gentleman. <laughs> yeah. So it started, I mean, it really it started off as basically like the yeah, concepts that came why from the commercial. It was an yeah. hour and a half long commercial. And then was- Bill Murray also had nineties commercials where he was, uh, trying to become an NBA player. Yeah. So yeah, it was basically like all these references to nineties commercials, um, I loved it. You didn't even think the part where Jordan's playing baseball and the catcher's giving him all the pitches was funny? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. He's like, you should have like, listened to me. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, I thought that the uh, that Sean Bradley when it was in it is just humorous in, in retrospect. As oh, like for sure. One, one of the all-stars, like, uh, or one of the the guys with skill like how much did they actually steal from them not also random cameo the mom from everybody loves raymond yeah Yeah. i noticed that i I was like dan castellanetta the voice guy from from the the sentence yeah she was sitting next to oh yeah 
Oh. Weird. Wait, them. They both had like three lines. They had two or three lines. That's right. That is the voice, dude. When I saw her, I I thought, oh, well, she's she's gonna be, uh, you know, now now she's all of a sudden gonna be like a you know one of the stars of this movie and have some kind of role. It's like, oh no, she's just literally just sitting next to when the uh, aliens are wearing their uh, <laughs> trench coat and Doctor Who scarf. Uh, at the at the basketball game in disguise. This movie is so bad. <laughs> well, okay, let me ask you this: Did you did you watch with your kids? No. What? No, me neither. Watch. My kids weren't here either, and I thought it was great. What were you? What were your kids doing? Uh, they were sleeping. I think. Oh at the gosh. Yeah. No, I wouldn't put them through that. That sounds like. Are you going to let them watch Space Jam Two with LeBron James? Oh, absolutely. He's the greatest player to ever live. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, if it's as bad as this one, no, absolutely not. I'm not Looney, Tunes, Looney Tunes rules. It was just a little disappointing that it wasn't more on the Looney Tunes end of the spectrum in terms of like the crude jokes and the drug references and things there, like that. There were a couple drug There were a couple crude jokes. Yeah, there that's true. a couple drug references from like when they said that was trippy and the yeah. said, I'm ready for another trip, but yeah. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Jones, who directed the original Looney Tunes actually uh, did not like this movie apparently. So I guess he's on team Snoop. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, he said that uh, bugs would never openly recruit others for his battles, that he would have single-handedly dispatched aliens in short order. Um, and he also felt like some of the one-liners were inconsistent or inappropriate uh, to the characters who said them. So, yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. So next up, we're, so we split on that one, two to one, as far as good sports movie. Next up, next week, we're going to. We do- actually, it was a three way split between terrible, good, and great. Near, uh, yeah. Nearly perfect. Nearly perfect cinematic experience. I think yeah. it's, <laughs> isn't that what she said last week, too? Near um, I don't know if I would say it was perfect. I, I enjoyed Blue Chips more than I expected I would. Hmm. Okay. So next week is No Holds Bars in the 1989 Hulk Hogan vehicle. Yeah, it's available on Amazon Prime. So if you want to watch No Holds Barred on yeah. Amazon Prime. Hopefully Rowdy's quote-unquote story about seeing Hulk Hogan in it. <laughs> it is, this it might is. bring back some, because that would be about... Uh, maybe when I when I saw him, could have been um, that day that the movie was released. Even I, back I, in nineteen eighty nine, I did see a uh, when I was looking at some of the critical response to this movie uh, at the time. Uh, one review of Over the Top described it as tremendously crude, unapologetically manipulative, and aimed directly at easily entertained thirteen year old boys. So I'm probably gonna love this one. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, is this how we're ending this? All right, let's do it. That's it. <laughs> we did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the minister. Is the minister sound Mikey? Is that what we're doing? He doesn't even sure. anymore. <sighs> we need his help. And he's he's not even, he's not helping us. This, is this was a very low T episode. It was very low T. Jet Belly Music, the commissioner, Brandon Casburn, food editor, Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy this week is... Former NFL quarterback, 36-year-old Tavares oh. Jackson, who passed away in a car accident this week. 
formerly of Seattle Super or Seattle. Uh, I'm in the basketball mode. Seattle Seahawks fame. Yes, and uh, he was also a Minnesota Viking. Minnesota Viking. That's right. So we begin and end this episode with Reed explaining car wrecks to us. So yes, going to be great. Find us on. If they need help figuring that out, I am available. <laughs> yes, great. He had a dream about it. Find us on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, How about some sports? How about it? Come on, we slam and we-